it's a wild analogy there with the Batman Robin thing. Well, you know, it always comes back to Batman and Robin. Super Loker number 12. Welcome, Hello. welcome, Meg Mofra. You are uh, lucky number 12. You get a t-shirt and a tote bag. Uh, really? Awesome. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go around the room. Let's go around the horn? Yeah. I'm Chicky Stoltz. Yeah. I'm from Warren, and uh, I'm on the show all the time. I know. Yeah, you have 100% attendance rate. I do. It's super impressive. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. It's pretty we cool. We don't really call it. And I'm Drew Simmons, and I, uh, yeah, I this is what I do on <laughs> Thursday nights, although sometimes Wednesday nights, and right here we have... Magma There we go. There we go. <laughs> Wearing her uh, tastes of the portions of the swine shirt. Good, 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 and real good. That's right, the pork belly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we're, we're, we're kicking it tonight and uh, yeah. talking a little bit about the green scene that's out there. It was really interesting. I, uh, you know, I've been coaching the girls lacrosse team at Harwood, and so I've been... Not... I talked to one of your players the other day. Oh, you did? Yeah. That's okay. We don't have... it, was it good? Um, yeah, good. It was good. You're getting having, a having lot a good experience. of kudos. Well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Around town. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good to hear. It's it's hard up. It's it's really hard. Like the, the and honestly, the level of play like of the other teams is is remarkable. I mean, there it's not just throwing and catching and running. It's complex zone defenses and offensive plays. I mean, there's a lot going on yeah. out there, and some really good teams. But anyway, so. As part of it, I have to ride the school bus to and from the games. And the school buses, as you may know, don't really go very fast on the highways. <laughs> right. But when we come back from games, man, like I just am sitting there staring out the window and it's been gorgeous. Like, mm. Our spring has been just epic. The um, last couple of weeks have been super sweet. Stellar. And it was weird. Like last week, you know, it all pops out because, you know, Vermont doesn't have a spring. It just goes straight to summer. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's been spring. It's but been but spring. we had like like two weeks ago, we had on a Monday, we had like three inches of snow. Right. right. And then it went away and wham, everything was green and it was pretty. And, and you have to well, move, and you have to I love watching yeah. the green rise up the mountain. You know, if you look at the mountains, yes, the tops are mean. still brown. The, the leaves aren't out yet. The, the buds aren't out on the top of the mountains. Right. And every day... The, the green line rises on the on the ridges. That's you know? so cool. That, I, I hadn't even thought of that, but it makes perfect sense. You know? And, you know, that makes me relax because it always just goes too fast. You know, right. the daffodils, stop, you know, then they're done. And then the tulips, oh, you know, and everything goes so fast. So yeah. the rising green line on the ridge is, is my, like, zen. Like, That's... it's going to be okay. So my mom, you know, like, every year on, like, June 23rd after, like, the solstice is like, it's over. I'm like, it's all downhill from here. I, oh. <laughs> like, I always, you know, yeah, people here, always like, say things like that. And I'm like, well, it's almost winter. I'm like, what? Come yeah, on. Here it's, they say it's after the 4th of July. They yeah. say it's over. That's yeah. the common valley yeah. mantra. That's crap, especially last year. Yeah. Because, like, October was, was beautiful. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. I think the whole thing is shifting, you know? I think winter isn't really starting until, like, you know, January, and then it's it's touch and go, and we're, getting, we're having these late, awesome March, Aprils for skiing, even though some people don't want that. I think it's 100% right. I mean, it's mm -hmm. happening out west, too, you know, like, yeah. you know, we've 
had work stuff where we've been trying to do ski events in Utah in late January and you're waiting for winter to show up in Utah, right. Right. you know? And on the other hand, like if you want to do a ski event in early May, <laughs> like, but right. it's funny like the people are so trained to think like Christmas, you go skiing, it's going to snow. But the reality is, is like, that's a crapshoot. Oh. Like anywhere. Man, or... it, it, did it used to be? Oh my God. Oh my God. Wow. Does that ever happen? Somebody's calling me. <laughs> is that your first ringtone? What's going on there? That's my ringtone. That's good. I like that. It's catchy. Isn't um, that everybody's ringtone? No. Do you know what my ringtone is? Uh, no. Do you know my ringtone? No. Are we, actually, are we doing this? Yeah. Well, it's important. Are we going through ringtones? <laughs> yeah, but it's... But While it's, you're looking for this, I'll say a guy on, on that I work with... Um, his ringtone is like the the dive bell on a submarine. Oh, God. And we, really? It's because he's older and he can't hear very well. <laughs> and I think his wife put it on there because his wife calls him all the time. Right. And he like doesn't answer. Do you know what this is? Yeah, I do. It's a TV. Rockford Post. Rockford Post. Got it. James Carter. I don't know why I have that in my ringtone because honestly nobody ever calls me. It's always text. Like who calls anybody? That was weird. That, that I was got weird. a call. Sorry about that. Very awkward. Bad pod. We can protocol. edit it out, but we don't. Pod. Really edit oh, it. pod. Pod. Bad. Bad pod protocol. That's all right. It sort of triggered triggered some serious non sequitur uh, uh, podcast conversations. All right. So, um, but it is a beautiful spring. Oh. And so, like uh, Meg, you know. As the uh, co-owner of Broadleaf, mm-hmm. like you guys are, this is like, this is the on season. Oh right? yeah, this is go time. And let's, just, do the, let's do the whole thing. So Broadleaf is your landscaping company. Land, is it just landscaping? We're landscape or? architects. Okay. So our main business is design. Okay. Um, but because we live here and have this quality of life, we, we've had to diversify. Yeah. So we um, also have a gardening crew takes care of all the gardens we create. So after the gardens are constructed, we have, you know, four or five gals. It always, we've only had three guys in 20 years. Really? Yeah. 20 years you've been doing this? Uh-huh. Well, 19, but you know. But who's counting? Yeah. Long it's like, time. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Long time. Almost as, you know. But the design, it's funny. It's like, uh, as a non-gardener, it, it's funny. It's like, it's like creating a video. Right. Everybody wants to create like a like a loose and shot from the hip video that's just kind of natural and fun. It'd be really easy. We'll shoot it on our iPhone and it'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is so hard to do. And like, <laughs> and I'm sure gardens are the same way. I just, you know, I just want a garden that's going to kind of be natural and kind of look normal and, you know, it's going to have this, this and that. And like, that's hard, right? Oh, like yeah. To actually put, put the actual pieces together. It's really hard, and, you know, what is natural? I mean, right. these words, it, just like every profession, communication is, like, the most important thing. You know, people mm-hmm. say, well, it wants to be really natural. Well, like, what do you mean? Well, you just plop down a 5,000-square-foot house that's, gym, you know, that's all geometry and hardness. Yeah. And you, you know, we got to marry that with the landscape somehow. It's, right, right. You know. Do you call, I mean, is that, that's a really interesting... So are you trying to create like a transition from the hardness of the building to the whatever the forest line is or yeah you know it sort of, sort of the, depends on the architecture and the site and yeah, the people everything. i mean it yeah. depends on everything there's so many variables and that's why it's pretty great profession you yeah know, every project 
you know, you're faced with like young families, retired people, right, right. mountainsides, lakesides, you right. know, meadows. So it's it really you just um, respond to the site and the people. And, right. you know, we do a lot of educating. And, I'm sure. And uh, you probably don't bill for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah, the education component. And we say we charge extra for marriage counseling because that, you know, that gets kind of funny with. Yeah, with that's the, always the couples. funny thing about working with families and working with couples is that, <laughs> you know, they'll have their, their specific feelings about this, that, or the other thing. But when it comes to this other thing, oh, uh, you've got to talk to this, you know, my wife or husband or something or other. Right, right. Because right. that's their department. Exactly. And all kinds of those little Yeah, bananas. a lot of times they have sort of divvied up the thing. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. you know what's funny in Vermont? A lot of a lot of our second homeowners, that's a lot of our work that sure. we do, uh, the husbands are running the show. The, you know, on the second home. On the second home, on the ski home. You on know, the ski home, yeah. Which I've sort of always assumed, well, they kind of, they sort of pushed getting a ski house versus like a beach house. Right. You know, maybe. All right, a little we're, bit of a technical glitch there, and we're getting right back, back into it. Oh, we're back. Um, talking about, uh, yeah, I don't know what we're talking about. We, we were talking about, about your, and we your, can edit your disk all. drive. We were talking about <laughs> my, my disk drive just filled up, which is, that's how you know you've made it uh, in podcasting when your first disk drive fills up. I feel so honored. Yeah, you are. You like, you, you yeah, know, you eight gigs it. or 12 right. podcasts. <laughs> That's that's what the limit is. That's it's how many funny, miles like, you can get out of the. Why of the am gigs. I saving all the old podcasts? I don't know. Like, well, because they're your babies. You know? Yeah, maybe. My all my babies. No, you should you should delete them. <laughs> yeah, I should probably, well, I just want to like there because iTunes is saving them. By the way, you can hear it at iTunes. Yeah. That's right. Subscribe. That's right. Please you do subscribe, and you'll get a little notice. Yeah. Every time there's a new episode, yeah, you can it's hear true. it. True. But anyway, back to the show. It's true. Well, let me ask you this. So, so how? All right, so you were a young erstwhile college student, yeah, somewhere, and and, groovy and Yubi. at Groot, you were Groovy Yui, right? And then you were, did you know then you wanted no. to be a landscape architect, or like, or were you just oh my God. bumming? Or Here's what were you doing? I went, I went to UVM, political science major, I was going to be a lawyer, zero, like. You know, hands had never been dirty. Yeah, yeah, no idea. Well, actually, I mowed lawns. You know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, then I was a skier, ski bum, for a bunch of years, and then I, I was gonna go back to. I went back to grad school to be a planner. A planner. Planner. <laughs> like Josh. Like Josh. Right. City and regional planning. I which went is, to Cornell. Which is yeah. a great job. Yeah, except you know, so I'm so I'm at Cornell and I'm 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 loving it. It's very stimulating economic right. theory. You know, Marxism. The last Marxists in America were at Cornell in the planning department. Really, it was fun. And <laughs> then I took a course cross listed with Marxists are fun. Fun. <laughs> you heard it here first. Exactly. They throw great parties. Secret. Yeah. 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 And then I took a class cross listed with landscape arch- urban design with all these landscape architects. I was like. Oh, this is what I want to do. So even at right. like whatever, however old I was, in the middle of my graduate school career, I changed, and I became a landscape architect. No shit. Yeah. I, although I would imagine, like you know, when they dangle it in front of you, there's, you know, the world saving part of it, the epic, like if we can get people to. Con- I mean, what, is that was that part of it that kind of sparked you? It was probably not like oh, no, that's not a I ran, no, job, it was just or- the opposite. Like the planners. 
you know, they, they were going to sort of save the world. You know, they were down in Sao Paulo, in the slums. Right. You know, figuring out how to how to how to change the these urban environments right. and you know uh, and it was it was frankly overwhelming and to do it from the sort of comfort of your cornell corner office just just didn't really fly with me right. so i was like i want to just be hands on the ground you know and you know if you're a landscape architect you can you can design public parks you yeah. can do all sorts right. of good stuff right. i mean I wrote a letter of recommendation for a kid who I taught at Yestermorrow. He wanted to go to landscape architecture school at Michigan because he was all about going to Detroit and right. urban farming. And like, right. I was so, I, I still am excited so about him. I yeah. you know, want to find out how he's doing. But so he, there's a, it's a great profession in terms of like urban, rural, you know, right. high end residential. You know, agriculture, more like environmental, you know. You've got a wide berth to do all kinds of yeah, different things. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it's, it's funny. So back to the valley, like the Mad River Valley. Mm -hmm. we have, because this is super local. This is super local. <gasps> Can I? I want to talk about Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Like what a what an experiment that is. Yeah. I know. Like a shrinking city. And yes. Exactly. Right? Well, what happens cheap, with all the, the land, like people are buying houses super cheap? There was that article in the New York Times about hipsters buying houses in Detroit yes. for like fifteen grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And going there on the weekend and doing shit. Well, and you, you know, if it, they should take this opportunity to sort of increase the density yeah. of Detroit and sort of, you know, get rid of the the sprawl that happened that is worthless now, and then, yeah. you know. Or use the, you know, figure out a good way to use that, but really get like a walkable, dense city. Yeah. Well, and that's why they went broke because the city was so right. wide and you couldn't pay for all the services. Well, all the white people moved out and, you know, it's, yeah. A, yeah, it's yeah. an old story. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, so I was just, I had lunch with a friend today, um, a great guy, Ted Manning, who. Well, as a former CEO of Ibex, uh, and Ibex recently oh, yeah. kind of went. Oh away. yeah, right. He's, he's moving on to some new challenges. He's going to do great. Nice job, Ted. And um, <laughs> but we were talking about how, like five years ago, they were talking about, or even longer. This is how the millennials are going to recast and yeah. like the world. They're going to move to the cities. They're going to stop using cars. And it was all these sort of forecasting things that are all coming true. You know, and it's really because these massive population swings are happening. And the cities, it's not necessarily that the cities are winning. It's just that they're growing so much faster than the rural areas that it seems like, I mean, that the rural areas are relatively declining. And right. the suburbs are, are a part well, of it. Well, the suburbs are, I think, just so unsatisfying, yeah. right? Yeah. As a model, you know, so that, it, in my mind, is the real reason. I mean... Rural is still great. It's just hard. It's harder. It's harder. For sure. But um, urban just makes a lot of sense. Well, it, it does. It just is really interesting. Like, and, I, and I think about this a lot. You know, we're like, and Josh Schwartz was telling me about the idea of reverbia, which I think is an amazing, con uh, like, and that's what he said that the valley sort of is. We're, we're not really, we're sort of rural, but we're really sort of reverbia. Just because it's kind of cleaned up and it's polished, and well, there's, because, there's a few like, things to do. Well, I mean, because a lot of, of us, are, it's certainly not like you know, how many of us are farmers? You know, how many right. of us are truly working the land? We're not. We're 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 right. a 
We're a bedroom community. On, on the other side of that coin, though, I had a guy tell me that, oh, you're in the Mad River Valley. That's kind of a false community. A no. false community? A false Did community. Did you punch him in what the face? What does that even mean? Um, it's he... not built around... A thing. I, but I would disagree. Certainly, certainly it's built around tourism. It, right? I would disagree. I would say it's built around recreational assets. And the tourism part is... Well, so here's the thing. is It's like, the reason I, I'm not a tourist, but the reason I live here is to be close to those recreational assets, right? I don't work in the tourism economy. Right. And, and I think there's a lot of people here who are the same way. There are certainly a lot of people who are employed by the tourism industries, but that industry is changing. You know, the, the seasons are shortening, like we were just talking about, mm. the seasons are shifting. Right. And, and the one thing that doesn't change is the access to those recreational assets. Like whether it's, the ski mountain or blueberry lake or the trail system or all those things it's a it's something that like if you look at suburban areas that are sort of lost their way they don't they're not close to anything they're right. just, except, they're, except shopping except shopping. shopping and that and when right. that goes away Traffic. yeah like that suburban zone kind of blows away. i think yeah. what he was getting at when he called it a false community was that it's built around um kind of a, a Something that can come and go, right? Right. Tourist dollars, skiing, you can have a bad winter, you can have a bunch of bad winters, mm-hmm. winter could disappear, God forbid, uh, and then there's there's no community. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, whereas what's funny is like we last week we were talking about Randolph. Yeah. There's right. stuff there, right? There's a hospital, there's a college, there's, <laughs> there's some sort of manufacturing there's a, there's there too. There's an house. Right. Right. But it's interesting. It's interesting you say that. So, and you know, the recreational part of it. I don't know. We haven't even talked about this. So, I'm actually sitting on a, a governor's board, the VORIC, yeah. the Vermont Outdoor Recreation Economic Collaborative, with our governor Phil Scott. Well, he's appointed. I was appointed to that board to, to talk about that. And we had, <laughs> but the reality is, is <laughs> congrats, Drew Simmons. Well done, but, sir. But the reality is, is these outdoor recreation assets are assets as much as a college. And as much, or can be as much as a college and can be as much as a hospital to the reasons that people stay and live and work in the community. And and it's interesting, like I I totally agree that climate change is a huge deal and and winter's changing and moving and things like that. On the other hand, it's creating more opportunity too. And and I gotta say like, when that long and endless winter finally ended, (laughs) the day that spring started, like, the parking lot out back was packed. Like people are here. Like and I don't oh, know yeah. if those are second homeowners. Like, like it was active. And and I, you know, and I'm not I'm not saying that like all's good in the world because we're not skiing. On the other hand, the Val and the Val and Vermont has a lot going for it. I mean, we're a half day's drive from 85 million people who are shoulder to shoulder, elbow to elbow, and just looking for a little green grass. You know, and right. And the fact that we have that is 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 a super valuable Well, and right, and lots True. of people, True. lots of people talk about, you know, the struggles in the valley, the, the affordability, the housing, right. The, right. The, the lack of, you know, all true good jobs. Meanwhile, we have, I have all these clients, we have all these, you know, people who are so jazzed on the valley. And, so jazzed, and, yeah. You know, I have clients who are, they, they're buying up properties and renting them out. They're, they're investing in the community, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the Baxter. Yeah, the Baxter. No, it's true, and and and. However, that it is for a certain, you know, economic 
level. It's I mean, true, and I, and I have to say that the outdoor recreation idea, you have to be really specific with people that this is a general idea. And a lot of people talk about outdoor recreation and they think about, you know, guys shaving their legs on $7,000 bikes. And, you know, but the reality is it's Ew. it's the leg shavers. While the on the bike. While on the bike. <laughs> that's that's but immediately what I yeah. thought of is like I'm sitting on the bike with this. But it's also... It's coming. It's also the guys fishing, <laughs> you know, fishing for perch in Blueberry Lake. It's also, you know, people hunting. Sure. It's also people just walking, you know. And yeah. the fact that we have sidewalks in town, like... All those things, and you know, is, is a big draw. What's and saying? the Ding Dong Art Fair, which seems to go on for months, and I don't really see much Wait, of it. Ding Dong sponsors that? No, <laughs> I just—it's a loose term for it's anything festival. that I don't know festival. anything about. The Ding Dong That's Festival like of favorite. the Arts. That's like your favorite emoji. <laughs> <laughs> we can get into well, we've done ringtones. We could talk about emojis, but anyway, I think yeah, maybe we're That's not what, what, about. what about the Friendly Fest? The Friendly that thing is. Or, yeah, the I just heard what I, what I was getting at with the with the Ding Dong Festival of the Arts is that like a lot of people go and like that thing. Yeah, it's it's, well, it's you're little, right. People it's are a little, here. Um, you know what is the word nebulous? It's a, it's sort of yes, it it's is. A, it's three weeks long. It's this you know it's a, it's not like this one event. So true, but it's, it's a, a lot of people participate in the events. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. true. I, I, it's funny. I would it, it's a really interesting conversation to talk about. The arts festival and the friendly gathering in the same conversation because those are two <laughs> completely different very different age groups, different demographics. They have, Did you go to the friendly gathering? The, they have different festival? goals. Oh, the man, people that attend those. We 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 and you know what? We went up there, but because Bear's working for Sugarbush and we were able to like get a pass to be able to go in. It was pounding rain. The kids loved it up there. Uh, they were t- camping and partying, and the stages looked fantastic, and the band sounded great, and that was awesome. Yeah. I, I, I think that's an excellent thing. Yeah. And it, and it's not, you know... I think that this is their their second year and their last, and then they oh move no. it. Oh, no. Why? This is what I heard. Because I hope that, it around. I hope that it stays up there, because it, it does it was great. Like a great thing. It was great. And honestly, like the lineup, like Green Sky... Green grass? Is that anything? Green sky, bluegrass. Green sky, bluegrass. Oh, yeah. Green but this is, it's grass. like, a, like uh, the Friendly Gathering is a twiddle. Like, it's their right. gig. Right. Like, it's their, the drivers. They're going to So play. they're always the, head, no, they're the headliners. Always. And guess who's playing this year? Devil Makes Three. That's going to be cool. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, and, you know, I went for an evening and was the oldest guy there. No, no, David Cohen was older than you and they went both days they rode the bus they did the really? whole thing wow. david and robin yeah of course they're they so pro friendly friendly yeah. was great. and honestly it just and it poured rain it pounded rain and and it was you know, still it's awesome. a huge success and they had all these people camping like all <laughs> at sugarbush north right and and when we got there like people were setting up their tents like on like 25 degree slope you know and you know that they're going to you know head back to their tent later in the night when they're potentially a little inebriated and just roll down the mountain in their tent <laughs> and laugh and laugh and they were having a great o- time o- to be on they were having so much fun yes yeah. it, it was a great event and honestly the, so the way they had it they had two stages right they had one kind of right behind the lodge at north and then the other one down at the bottom of the sunny beach chair yeah and like one band uh-huh. would finish 
And as soon as that would right. finish, then the other the one would start. Right. Um, yeah. and the but the last great. day was, I heard, was was good. The weather. Yeah. It, you know, they nobody cared. Nobody right. Cared. Like nobody cared. I remember my man. And Jake, this is my man Jake was making pizza up there. Yeah, there was a lot of food trucks. Uh, yeah. He's like he, I, he's like I just stood there in the rain for two days. Yeah, and then I sold pizza for twenty hours straight on the last day. Because <laughs> like everybody like crawled out of their tents and was like really hungry. Yeah. Around I mean, I saw Flanagan up there. I saw the Ben and Jerry's crew up there. Yeah. You know, and those guys probably, you know, they were happy to be there, you know, and right. doing their doing their thing. Working local. Working local, super mm-hmm. local. Um, but that's a, you know, it proves it, it proves that it can be done, which is super awesome. Yeah. All right, so, so to the conversation I wanted to have with both of you guys was on July 1st, my birthday, <laughs> marijuana becomes legal in Vermont, right? Okay. And, but, you know, I heard, I heard tell that. But, you know, and that's, but it's not really legal. It's just legal to grow like two to four plants and I suppose smoke. But you can have some on you, right? And you can have a small you amount on you. An ounce. That's not a small amount. An ounce is a lot. I know. Right? Not that we know, but an ounce of marijuana is a lot of money. So, my question to you guys is like, looking forward five years, five years in the valley, like, what does the valley look like? Or even Vermont look like after marijuana is legalized. And the, and the assumption here is that within a year of it legalizing on for just personal growth, that we're going to have commercially legalized marijuana. That yeah. you're going to be able to buy right. like Basically, July 1st, they're legalizing the status quo. Correct. They're legalizing what's already happening. Right. And then soon after... The state will not be able to resist collecting taxes. Well, you have to. Like, yeah. basically, at this point, we've clearly we're gonna our you know they're gonna shut the government down over over the over budget. Yeah. We need the money, right? Yeah. You know, there's no doubt about it. And and the reality is, like, if we've legalized it, why would we not? You know, we have all the challenges now that we've legalized, but none of the benefits of recreational marijuana, right? Um, and it's just very interesting having like traveled to Colorado, my home state frequently for trade shows in the last for the last you know 20 years and watching how marijuana has been legalized there and how there's no you know in areas that were vibrant it's slightly noticeable in areas that were not vibrant it's amazing how the level has come up like denver is the like downtown denver well not downtown denver but like shitty areas of remote denver Mm -hmm. like they now like all have an awesome bar, an awesome coffee shop, and you know, a really? vibrant happening scene all over in all these like little, you know, areas of Denver that just weren't happening in any way. Before. How did that happen? Weed. What's well, right. a great well, question? What's the, what's the trajectory? Right. It's a great question, and and I you know and I, you know, I've had friends tell me, like the, the thing you should do if marijuana goes legal in Vermont is buy warehouses because the warehouses are where the marijuana gets grown. Mm-hmm. You know, it's closed cycle. I mean, maybe yeah. a landscape architect could tell me, but they, <laughs> people are growing them in controlled grow operations. Right. But then all your commercial real estate is getting snapped up for dispensaries. I mean, it's like start with Starbucks. Started. So it's like the old industrial areas and the old warehouse spaces and such like that. that Those are that, popping. And right. then also like the, you know, the underutilized retail space. It's like, do you have an underutilized retail space? Let's put a dispensary in, you know, where people right. can come in. Sample a little marijuana, try a little marijuana, buy it, tax revenues, stay local. Um, you know, the, the, the trick is, is getting it right. 
you know, I think uh, that the that the cash actually does stay local, that it stays in the state, that the challenges that it creates are that we're paying for those things, you know, somehow. Right. Um, well, your question was, what what does the valley look like? Yeah. Uh, maybe in a year or two. Like, look at it now. Like, I mean, like the first thing is like, well, first of all, somebody's going to rent Sweet Pea. Right, and like, because that thing's been empty for a while, and you're gonna find right the empty of, retail space. Right, and it's cheap. Supposedly, commercial real estate is cheaper. Uh, around I, here. I would think it is yeah, very cheap. It's around gotta here. be. I mean, yeah. it's funny because like, there's a lot of empty office space is yeah. generally about a dollar a square foot. Right, which where it's like you compare that to like Jackson Hole, where I was before, it was like twenty two dollars a square foot. It's a big difference. <laughs> That's a big difference. <laughs> you know, and but on the other hand, so. Real estate starts getting snapped up, and then our rents go up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it does potentially change things there as well. I think it looks much the way it does, but you add maybe a dispensary or pot outlet. You think there's only going to be one? I think there's going to be what? Well, for the in the next many, five in the next five years or so. We're talking five there's, years from now. Yeah, there, there'll, there'll, there'll be one be, dispensary in the valley. Right. Sure. Yeah. I think there's going to there's, there's be one, right? And they're going to do really great business, just like bars and restaurants in the winter. There's right? just, mm-hmm. And it gets a little slower in the spring. Yeah. How many bars? It'll be just like anything just else. Like, <laughs> It'll I do agree. just like anything I else. I agree. And, 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 the, and hopefully that will stimulate some other businesses to open up. Right. right, just like you're saying. Right. I mean, you know, and they'll have a bunch of village. wedding parties roll through in the summer because they're all excited about it, and they'll and That's they'll right. frequent they'll a store on Saturdays, taking a bus, just like they uh, go to yeah, and they yeah. go to you know, yeah. to local. We know we have the the corner in Warren, the yeah. uh, of uh, Brook Road and Main Street is this never opening coffee shop we keep hearing about. You know. That's, oh yeah. That's oh, I love watching that place oh when God. I drive by. It's great. Just yeah. to see what... You, yeah, but nothing's happened in a long it's time. Like, oh, it looks and, really nice now. But, you know, it, it, mo- you know, more begets more. I mean, that right. is the thing, right? right. It's so... Did, wait, did you guys hear... Did you Have you talked about it on the blog? The Worthy Burger. The what? What? Worthy Burger. What about Worthy Burger? Coming to... Where uh, oh I heard was, I heard about that where where Home no Plate that's was. not true is it I I think it's very that's true. what I heard I have, well, I have it on good good well just to be tell. super official on the super local podcast I'm the last guy to know everything so like, <laughs> I totally believe it. I totally believe it. that's what you want in your podcast the, the, to be the last yeah. guy. <laughs> but I'm thinking yeah. we have Lawson's we have a dispensary we have. You know. Well, let me just be Taco, Worthy Burger. On the record, like, I think the chance of there only being one dispensary in the Valley in five years is, I will take that bet because I think there'll be multiple. Like, it's, it's, it's not unlike Starbucks when it got going. They're, like, putting Starbucks across from Starbucks. Like, there's, Uh there's no way there will be only one. There's just no way. Okay, so... So maybe one in Bridge Street and one in, in Irisville. Yeah, you have one in Bridge Street, one in Irisville, maybe one... I don't know, maybe the East Warren store. Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, when they when they come in and they say, "Hey, we're going to give you ten grand a month so we can open a dispensary at the East Warren store," like, you know, I'm the chair of the board. I there, do. So, so, yeah. but I mean, like, if somebody comes in and says, "We just want a slice of this pie," like, how do you turn that down, right? You know, I mean. Okay, so it's it's what year is it? 2018. Yeah. Is that really? That's your question. <laughs> I'm getting to the second part, oh, but I always want to make that. Is that clear. a rhetorical question? No, it's it's like for the listeners. No, because you it's... never know when people are going to be listening to this. It oh, be... see to back me up there. 
That's nice. <laughs> so it's 2018, right? Yeah. So yeah. five years from now. Yes. Let's do math. 2023. Well done. Yes. <laughs> so there's going to be, I'm going to put it on record that I believe there'll be one dispensary in Waitsfield in the Shaw's right. Irisville area. And I'm saying that's it. So the over under is two and you're taking the under at one and I'm going to take the over. It's or one, okay, one and a half. Well, the over under is one and a half. Okay. In Irisville, and I, all right, deal. What's the bet? Wow, it, it's, uh, I don't know. a dollar. I think it's a worthy. I think it's a worthy a burger. Worthy burger. <laughs> yeah. So all right, so a worthy burger. All right, so and and so we're betting by twenty twenty three. My bet is that there's more than one dispensary uh, in the general Waitsfield area, yeah, Irisville or Bridge Street, and honestly, in the Valley, I think there'll be at least three. Jeez. I'm just telling them from what I've from what I've seen in areas where marijuana legalizes, like you, you know. Yeah, but you're talking about urban areas, no, Denver. There, these are rural. I mean, there's ski towns. There's mm. like, yeah. We'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> you know, and it's it's uh, it, it's on. I'm just glad we got it on record. Yes. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. yeah this oh, this the, is the official the, podcast of record. Five years from now, I, I'm gonna have a great meal. <laughs> a worthy burger. Yeah, like I'll buy you the Worthy Burger Waitsfield gift certificate. That's no, no, no. You have be to great go to... have a meal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, no. We'll go sit down. We're gonna yeah. do the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when when Sweet Bee has a dispensary, and that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't look really great either. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be awesome. It will. It'll be great. And you know, it. it uh, so go, traveling to Denver, being there for. So I go there for business now to visit family, all these things. Sure. And it went from, like, the year that marijuana was legalized, it went from pretty much being the same, except you'd see a couple people who were clearly high as hell and, like, just kind of wandering around, to, like, a little more cavalier, to now, like, pretty much every place in Denver smells like weed. You know, from the time you get off the airport in the train to the time you get to your hotel. Really? And it's, but it's bustling and happening and and it's interesting and those are those are challenges you know but that is a very urban environment and, and it's interesting what i've heard like in the ski towns is like the ski towns have more to lose from the perception that everybody is smoking weed all the time so like if you're walking down Main because Street, of it being a family enterprise, correct, uh-huh. and so right, like and you, have these, you have all these vacation, you have all these multi-year. Like we always go back to Vail every year, and and so the idea that you could walk down the street in Vail smoking a joint and not get busted is a bad idea. Like they're they're looking for that. On the other hand, you know, as I understand it, Colorado is the number one college spring break destination in the country right now. You know, because they're going hold on in the in the United States. In the United States, right? What? Right, because what about like let's go on a ski trip? But they don't. Well, I mean, but that's not in the United States. Yeah, I just wanted to know how that. And just Denver's beating up Fort Lauderdale. Just to be clear, like that is a completely wow, you know, unsupported stat. At the same point, it sounds good. You have to. Look we right. throw out rumors and unsupported stats yeah. here. At and you're Super waiting. Local. You're waiting for people to to, to, to challenge. To challenge. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, because we have an email. You, you can. You, you can, have arrived. But we typically don't even report the correct email. Superlocalvt <laughs> at, gmail. at gmail. I think com. that's correct. If you have yeah. uh, any questions yeah. or you want to refute anything that you heard <laughs> on the podcast. So the dispensaries that will be owned in the valley by 2023, one will be owned by the Sunana Dots for sure. Oh. <laughs> And, really? Uh, the second will be owned by probably in a, in a in a an attempt to dumb down the population. Correct. The, so the, that the yeah. robots can take us. So the robots <laughs> can yeah, take us. That's them. exactly right. Yeah. 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 It's great. No, I think it's an interesting conversation. Why are we all not gonna like like start our business plan right now? People are. There's no doubt about it. People. Yeah. So uh, it was really interesting. I uh, I want to say two years ago, I got a call from a super smart. Um, professional in my field it's like hey I've moved to your area just wondering if you're hiring and I was like well I'm not right now but let's have a cup of coffee Yeah. and she was high powered New York City like super pro and I was like "What? so what are you what are you doing like and so yeah. I just moved to Vermont she's like well my husband's in finance and his specialty is uh, marijuana and he, we, you know, he did really well when marijuana legalized in Colorado. So, and we figured Vermont was next. So we, uh, moved, we moved to Vermont. Uh, so the infrastructure has been moving in for years. Like the people are here. So we just get her name and to help out with <laughs> well, the business plan. Really. And that's part of and his, my understanding was his, his thing was to figure out, because the reality is, is like the people who made all that legal money in Colorado, it's not legal federally. And right. So you can't take the money out of Colorado. Right. And so you have... Some challenges to figure out. On the other hand, for Vermont, that would probably be the best thing that's ever. That's really good news. <laughs> yeah, that's it's very good news. Yeah. You know, so. Well, and, and in Colorado and Washington, et cetera, are those small, are these like huge sort of corporations doing, you know, sort of taking over? That's or is it allowed? Question. I mean, has it been able to stay small? Well, that's a great question. My, so the first marijuana bill last legislature that did not pass that was really all about big marijuana like that like you couldn't grow it at home first and right. it did not yeah. pass and i think because people in vermont were like really like like we're going to legalize it for the big national marijuana it's, it's the point of the whole that's the point of the whole thing to be able to you know grow it at home like and do what you do like, if you yeah. can't like have the it's libertarian part of it like like, yeah. like like we're just allowing people to do it on the other hand once we allow everybody to do it I think it's super important to make some money off of it. Like, I, I think, like, if we've legalized it to do at home, let's take the next step. Let's commercialize it. Let's have recreational marijuana. And let's let's do it before. How do you do that? How do you have, you know, commercialize it and have people growing at their houses? Well, they're because, different. They're because, different yeah, houses. people growing it in their houses, it's all for personal use. There's Correct. no selling. There's no, you know. Right. It, but And then to allow people to, you know, obviously sell it for profit. So product. there was an interesting thing. So when Colorado legalized initially, and I, and I know this from, well, so a buddy of mine was the editor of the Denver Post during this time, and I was communicating with him about it, and, and co you know, he and I used to work together, and, and they actually had a cannabis beat writer that was following this whole thing. Initially, it was medicinal marijuana. Right. So medicinal marijuana was legalized and they had like this huge expansion, which we have in Vermont, right? But not at the level that Colorado Well, no. it's, it's tough here. It was too, it was so expensive to, to get a medical dispensary going. It, it, right. It, it was expensive and challenging. What do we have? We have like two or three. Like a, a, like in the state. 
in the state, but right. I don't even know where they are. Correct. And and so, but anyway, Colorado had a significant expansion in that area. And it was really loose. You know, like you'd go into a, uh, you know, a medicinal marijuana thing and sit, and they would have a doctor right there. You'd be like, yeah, you know, my name's Drew and I have a sore knee. And they're like, great, here you go. Here's your prescription. <laughs> and hand it off. And similar in Massachusetts, right? Similar in Massachusetts. Cali, However, so like, there are also people who have significant and real health issues, uh, and, and the marijuana is helpful. And so to say, okay, well, let's let's put a 60% tax on medicinal marijuana kind of gouges the people that really need it, regardless of whether the fact that some people mm-hmm. were, were using it recreationally. So Colorado was really grappling with, like, how do we – we can't really – put a huge sin tax on medicinal marijuana because we legalized medicinal marijuana to help people, allegedly. And so then they're like, well, maybe we should just take that step and legalize it recreationally and put the big tax on recreational marijuana. And then it really does help the people who are using it Well, it's helped because it's... Well, correct. Like, then the medicinal Uh is its own separate thing. Uh Right. Like, if you're going through chemo... And it's not some sort of goofy kind of stage to get to. It's not a... You're not faking it anymore. Right. And I have to admit that, like, you know, like, they just pulled the curtain back. And, you know, I talked to a guy who uh, lives in Nebraska and is a born-again Christian, you know, really nice guy, military guy. You know, super straight, and his wife, uh, also very religious, was having significant back pains. And at a certain point, he said, let's take a road trip to Denver and see how it goes. And it was a huge help. And now they're buying a condo in Colorado so that they can drive from Nebraska to Colorado. Really? You know, and so there are, you know, there are, you know, there are significant benefits. There are significant challenges as well. People are leaving Colorado, going into Nebraska and other surrounding states clearly with their trunks full of weed and those other states are then having to face police challenges and i believe nebraska sued colorado for some money to help with the policing you know because then you you, you do I have forget some... that nebraska and colorado oh, share it's, a border it's right there like yeah. that's how big nebraska is nebraska is really big right? it is a big state yeah that's actually like so. That's where my dad was born. That's where oh. that my dad's side of the family is all Nebraska. But Nebraska is like it's just big corn country. It's right. It's flat. And really, once you get east of Denver, it's essentially Nebraska. <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of how it is. It's like the airport, and then so out. basically, Denver to Omaha. There's, there's nothing in between. There's not. It's like a big highway. Yeah. I mean, that's a long state. You know, yeah. if you've ever driven through. Oh yeah. We were just going through the, the states we've never been to, because mm. the kids were asking. Uh-huh. And what, what Colorado, Colorado's one of the states I've never been to. Uh-huh. Really? You have never been to. That's an easy There's state. seven states I haven't been Let's to, and that's Let's one hear. of them. Okay, Colorado. Alaska, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. To start. I've never been to Alaska. South Carolina. Colorado. Fuck. Kentucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what, what counts to be in the state? Like, you, you have to pass through? You have to have a meal there? No, no, just... Uh, it was it was not planes, but it was trains or cars. Okay, so if you pass through a state in a train or a car, that counts? Right, but planes don't count. Right. Oh, really? The airport doesn't count? Right. No, it doesn't count. Like, if you... If you Hold on, two more. Oklahoma, <laughs> Arkansas. <laughs> Every All the other ones I've been to. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
I like it. Oh, those are good. That's a good I really one. want to go to Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> it really sounds nice. Yeah. And Colorado is booming. You know, the 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 challenge to Colorado, like once again as my home state, uh, is the boom is a little hard to wrap your head around. You know, like yeah. like like every hike is like every like like Sunset Rock, if that was in Boulder, Colorado, right now, right, would be so crowded that oh, you could God. only do it at five a.m. And who's yeah. the who's yeah. the semi-famous um, progressive, um, pretty cool governor? What's his name? Well, there's Hickenlooper. Yes. So John Hickenlooper was the he actually he was the mayor of Denver when uh, marijuana was legalized, and now he's the governor of Colorado. Right. And there's an, uh, there are rumors that he's going to try to run for president. Yeah, right. Um, and he was talking about... Um, this is the first I've heard of Hickenlooper. Yeah. Hickenlooper. So he, Can he, we really have a president named Hickenlooper? No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I'll take that bet, too. Um, I, yeah, I won't. He's like, <laughs> I, won't, I won't bet against he's that. Like, he's like... I mean, the thing about Colorado... So Colorado was a swing state, was, is a swing state now. When I was a kid, yeah. it was a red state. Red, yeah. Like, and red, like, yeah. there's like a little like liberal bubble in Boulder and a little one in Aspen. But now there's like so many millennials, right? right? Who have like right. come in, who've changed that demographic, and now it's in play. And it's an important state. And so there's a lot of political lobbying that goes on there and just chasing that whole thing down. Right. Um, and Hickenlooper, he was a, he owned a brewery, the Tivoli Brewery in downtown right. Denver. Yeah. And he was a beer maker and super popular. Yeah. And, and, um, Have you had the beer? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I know I've had a lot is of the beer. Is it still in existence? I've never the heard Tivoli of the Tivoli Brewery. It's a great question if it still exists. I mean, um, you know, uh, sorry, you guys talk yeah. about beer all the time. I can't believe you didn't research that before we talked about it. Well, we haven't talked about oh, this, but we, I will we say, talk about things that, uh, that we have nothing <laughs> about. Yeah, but I will say, like the biggest impact and negative impact of legal marijuana in Colorado is the beer is terrible. Like, <laughs> really, it really is, particularly in the IPA category. And like my well, friends in Colorado, like they give me shit, and then I send them some Vermont beer, and then they immediately shut up and they're like, "You're right," and and I swear to God, it's because they don't. You know the impact. They, wait, they give you shit because you. They, they're like, like, oh, that's not oh, true. How how good can your beer be? Yeah, and then I send them just any random four pack from the VG, and they're like, oh, this is amazing. Well, <laughs> and it's true. We're living in an incredible time it's here really in Vermont. It's ridiculous. And we really should every Friday just go. This is this is really nice. Well, I do. <laughs> there's a really there's a lot of great beers. It's, I do. and so much better than most of the country. And it's interesting, like, and Meg's holding up her... Uh, oh, we should talk about the beer that you brought. The beer that you didn't talk about. Yes. <laughs> Will you please Twelve episodes. In inform our listeners of, of what we're listening to? Well, they, 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 my two friends here did talk about the 14th Star Brewery in very uh, shining terms, but they didn't talk about the B-72, which, mm. who I learned about this from Mike Riddell. Yeah. Who learned about it from... Peggy Potter's brother, VG. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, it's delish. It is delish. It's and delish. And we've talked about this brewery before. Yeah, yeah we love right? the brewery. A couple times. And then I guess the problem is that all their beers are so good that you, you just overlook this one in your conversations. Well, so my understanding... And or maybe, maybe it's not part of your 
you know, what you're drinking. Oh, no. And I've definitely had my share of B-72s. And I will say that, uh, so, one of my coworkers brought a growler in a vet. He's like, it was brand new. He lives uh -huh. up near St. Albans, and he brought it in. And he said they have this new beer, and it's like a more drinkable version of the Tribute. And my <laughs> response to that was, how do you that? Well, mine was like, I don't know if I need that. But <laughs> it's, so it's nice. like the tribute's so lovely. Like, really, like a more drinkable tribute because... It would have been fun to have those next to each other, actually, they, right? I right. Mean, I do the funny thing is, sorry, the color, like the... Yeah. It's the opposite. The tribute's a green can with black and yeah. the black can yeah. green. Yeah. And do you like the B-72 better than the tribute? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah. I, I think... It, that's a good question. That's a great question. I'm yeah. a little careless in my beer drinking. And, <laughs> and um, I that, that would be a good taste test. It would be too. a good taste test. I sort of feel like there's always sort of the uh, Batman and Robin. It's like <laughs> the the heady topper is the Batman and the sip of sunshine is kind of the Robin. And I feel like maybe this is sort of the Robin to the tribute. Because, oh, the tri yeah. you know, they, they have their like... So, Wild analogy there with the Batman Robins. Well, you know, it always comes back to Batman and Robin. Does it? I don't holy, know. holy double IPA, <laughs> Batman. Well, you know what I mean? Holy like, double IPA, Batman. People order the sip of sunshine because it's, you know, the Heidi Topper's a lot, you know? And, and I, it's funny, I don't feel like the tribute is as much of a lot as Heavy Topper is, mm. but I mean, I haven't, you know, Heavy Topper, we have a lot of thanks to give because it put a lot of these beers on the map. But I would never, like, that would never be my go-to in this cooler selection when you have all those different choices. Oh, it's, it's tough. There's a lot. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough choice. It's you tough living around You know what, you know what I find tough? Just recently, you know, these are double IPAs. It's a 16-ounce double. Am I slurring yet? Not because, yet, but you, you will know, be soon. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, this is what I want every day after work. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm no longer satisfied with a 12-ounce lager. Oh, or, man. You we're, know. Yeah, we're really getting somewhere. And, yeah. And, but, 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 I don't know. I don't know that that's such a good thing. Well, I don't know if it is either. On the other hand, you know, oh. we didn't know it was an option, and now we you do. You drink a lovely, a beer that used to be lovely, and you're like, oh, that's piss. Yeah. Give me the B-72. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I'm with you. You know, it's, uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, Trust me. Trust me. Well, think about the it's valley like five years from now where we've got Lawson's, right? <laughs> and their new brewery. Five, five yeah. months from now. Five months from now. But five years from now, we'll have the new brewery and we'll also have the dispensary across the street. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. We're going to need some public transportation. <laughs> <laughs> that's the yeah, next step. <laughs> That's and you know that, that's your city planning background. Exactly, is we're going to need some public transportation. You know, we, and maybe we, not e-bikes. They they might not work in that. <laughs> well, they might. Well, we need an e-bike Uber system basically to drive us all around. You know, we'll e-bike. Well, we, well, well or, or or electric buses, but or something maybe smaller than a bus. But we're going to need some sort of vehicle that we can snap our fingers and pedicabs. But e-bike. Ew! What's a pedicab? That sounds. A pedicab. It's not like a pedicure. Well, pedicab is like it's like a little chariot powered by a really stone guy on a bicycle. How much to get up to my house from here? <laughs> on an e-bike? In a pedicab. I would say you know that's up that's, to you. That's probably an eight hundred foot rise, <laughs> something like that. I would bet it's more than that. 
It might be a thousand. Yeah, I would bet it's close to a thousand. Yeah. Well, I'm up there. Yeah, you're up there too. That's a big rise. Oh, yeah. Like my kids won't ride their bikes home. You know, no, yeah, we were just talking about that. Yeah. yeah, that was coming up in the last the e bike thing. I got really excited about that. You know, yeah. pedal for a while and then it will help you yeah. zip you up. Hito's got a good he electric does. bike. Yeah, and he he buzzes around Prithy Mountain on that thing. I know he seems really happy about it. Yeah, I saw Hito down in the river the other day. He was fishing because they just stocked it. <laughs> so he's down yeah, there. Yeah, the Mad River. Yeah, yeah. That's that is something missing in our outdoor. Uh, experience is fish in the Mad River. Well, the Mad River, I've fished not the entire length of it, but I've fished huge sections of it. And it's, you know, the last couple hurricane floods have really uh, pounded it. There's uh, no vegetation in there. Uh, and we can stock it all we want, but until there's habitat in there, like there's no place for the fish to, yeah. to carry over, yeah. you know? And, and that's, I, I don't really know what the recipe is there. That river is so... It goes from flowing really heavy, you know, high to just a trickle. You know, meanwhile, like Millbrook and some of those other brooks that come in, like brook trout are holding in those. Yes. But the mat is is a challenged fishery for sure. And like, you know, I, I don't know what the answer is there. You know, um, yes. <laughs> uh, Hold on, go ahead. I want to go all the way back to the to the landscape thing. Oh boy! So I've I've worked on a couple of houses that I think that that uh, you have uh, designed. Really? Yeah, designed the 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 landscaping and the gardens and such. And one of the things that I find is when you put the the garden beds to bed, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's this stake with a with a chunk of Irish Spring soap. On the top. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm not kidding. No, but no, I've seen that. You've seen this? Yeah, I forget. It's, I think it's to keep the deer away. It keep. I would assume so. Yeah. But why is it Irish Spring? It's always Irish Spring it when is. I've seen it. It is always Irish Spring. I don't know. I don't what? know. We use, you know, the, like yeah. a new bar it's or a used bar? It's a deer, no, you know. No, no, it's a deer repellent. Deer repellent. Irish Spring is a deer Although repellent. It, yeah, Irish it Spring soap. Work. I'm sure yeah. it doesn't work. And really? You know, and the other thing, garlic clips. Have you seen those? You know, there, there's you buy like a bag of these things. They're sort of a little plastic tube with a with a thing, and you clip it onto the your apple trees. So you. So. I haven't seen them. No. Yeah. yeah, that's a thing that we we've done. Garlic clips. Yeah. I mean, is it is it that big of an issue that the deer coming in and. You know, it's not as big as down in the burbs for sure, yeah. because they do have habitat here. But yeah. you know, not as big we as are in post wild yet. world people. Post wild we, world. Post wild world. Yeah, okay. You know, there's very little wild. Yeah. And it they don't connect, so right. all the creatures are the parcelization. Yeah. Right. I know that's a big deal. Yeah. That's that's my favorite thing about living around here is the creatures. Yeah. It, and every year it's a new creature. <gasps> you know, can I just say, uh, uh, can, I give you, can I give you my quick day? Yeah, I was uh, I gardened for three hours in the morning. Yeah. And, and I heard birds, then I was like, what is that bird? You know, I, I don't know bird song. We once had a woman uh, who worked for us who knew birds, and, you know, she would tell us, that's a blah, 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 and that's a blah, blah, And, of course, I don't remember any of it, but I'm you need dying to know what this, oh, is there an app? Yeah. yeah, one of our clients, Song Sleuth, Song Sleuth on, <laughs> on the iTunes store. Oh my God. 
It, it will. It you can record a bird song and it will identify the bird <laughs> on your phone. Well, I went from that to um, at the end of the day, I mountain biked at Blueberry Lake, <clears throat> and uh, the chipmunks were. I mean, I know chipmunks are not that special, but, but they're, they're everywhere at my house. They're so much fun, and the alarm, you know, alarm, alarm, <laughs> alarm, <laughs> and 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 at one point there was this chipmunk. He looked back at me. And then he ran straight down the trail. Like, he didn't go up, and I'm chasing him. And yeah. he's, like, looking back at me, and I'm, like, catching up with him. <laughs> I really felt like I had a lot of nature today. Yeah, that's awesome. Who's your What's your favorite? So, are you into the charismatic megafauna, like the bears and the moose? Or are you into, the, like, the little salamander-y kind of stuff? What's your... No, it's just been, like, every year since I moved here, nine years ago. Yeah. Something pops up and is the theme for the year. Really, and, what's and then I record records year? and I name the the records I after like the Roebuck and the, really, yeah. That year it was all about the deer and the deer yeah. were all over my house and I, you know almost ran over them or whatever. Yeah. One year was all about the the black bears and they were everywhere. You know, yeah, we would right. see them Last at the golf course. Yeah. They were climbing up trees in my house. Uh-huh. Uh, the first year was I saw a bobcat. Yeah. <gasps> which. I was riding in a truck with a guy I was working with, and he'd lived he's lived in Hancock his whole life. Never saw one. Never saw one. Yeah, the cats are. And within a few months of me moving here too, and it jumped across the road, and he's like, "You don't you don't know how." (laughs) (laughs) I was like, "Oh, that's cool, man." Yeah, yeah. So. Have you seen a moose? Yeah, of course. Um, family of, of foxes living uh, down the street. The owls are talking at my house. Yeah, owls. It's yeah, nice up where, where I live. There, yeah. There's all kinds of dudes doing things. It is you nice know? when you go to bed with your windows open. I and love that. You hear those owls. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, there used to be uh, some trail, mountain bike trail behind our house on Old Center Facing Road. And you know, the trail's a little bit different now, <clears> but there was one corner where I would frequently see an owl like because people like yeah. it didn't the trail didn't get a ton of use you'd come around the corner and it was it was big it was a big bird and it was not psyched but they're wild creatures and i don't know what their their patterns are but it seems like this time of year they're on the, and then october yeah. yeah they're very chatty yeah and i'm not sure what they're getting after they're obviously think, trying to find each other and i say think something. they're trying to get after it yeah like, i would imagine like like yeah. well spring migration i was you know <laughs> so as part of this like with this bird song app during spring migration the reason that birds are singing is to it's get attractive. it on right you know i mean that's what they're doing yeah. like spring is what they're doing and in the fall it's 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 similar but it's uh you know they're hunkering down for the year I have a wildlife question for our listeners. Uh, this morning, uh, on the, I'm going to say it's the Onion River through Waterbury, okay. right? Yeah, yes, that's correct. The Onion yes. River. Yes, nice. got that right. Nice. Yes. I mean, the Onion River coming into the Winooski, is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, I saw two waterfowl that were very duck-shaped Yeah. with red beaks. Mm. And I could not identify and this did they water have, bird. Did they have sort of the, the, any nope, of there was no point. No. Rounded head, a little bit of white. Right. And then <gasps> some a darker, darker Maybe feathers a, throughout their body. Is that a merganser or a merganser? Might, <gasps> yeah. Might be. And they have that pointed beak so they can spear fish. Do you guys it wasn't the, it wasn't very pointed, but it wasn't also no, it, it wasn't duck like either. Right. No, it's oh. that's interesting. I bet that's Do you, do you guys ever listen to um you know uh 
uh, what's the noon show on MVPR? Uh, Vermont edition. Vermont edition. They yes. have, they have a bird show in the spring with the bird. The bird. Uh, diva. Yes, I have bird heard diva. that. She's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, 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 right. She gets really excited oh about. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. she gets really She's excited. And you know who else? You know who would know this? Do you know Brian? Um, Brian Oust, who works the um, mid station on the single yes. chair. Yes. Yeah. Met, He's a, he's like knows everything about birds. I remember people were calling the him the warbler. warbler. He's the warbler because he had he he's. Have you ever heard his radio show on WMRW? We gotta get him on. That's WMRW out of uh, Warren, Vermont. <laughs> okay, correct? I have two LP things radio. to say LP about radio. that because this is a super local show. Yeah, sure. And that's a super local radio station. Yeah, it is. So the he warbler. has. The Warbler, he has an amazing jazzgrass show, right? It's long, it's Sundays, it starts with bluegrass, it eases into jazz, and then it's straight up jazz. For like, I swear to God, it's five hours long, and it's an amazing, he, yeah. he's a phenom yeah. musically, and meanwhile, he knows all sorts of stuff about birds. Yeah. But also, you guys, <laughs> I wanted to tell you, you know, there's a show on WMRW called Planet Local. What? Ashley Woods um, and Noah Reskin. And maybe you guys should have them on your show. Sure, why not? Because uh, they're doing what you're doing on our local radio show. What mean, I mean, they don't have cool people like me on. In our they, defense, <laughs> we have no idea what we're doing. Well, I don't know that they do. They just started, yeah. and I caught a little bit of it yesterday. They were talking about food. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And every week, I think, they, I, I think what they do is they come up with a... Topic similar to you, wow. and they and they and they and then they and go they do it for an hour. Just they like range wildly off topic yes. as quickly as yeah. possible. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, are they day drinking as much as we are? But, but, uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. You don't have to answer that. I have no idea. I think I, that's fantastic. We'll put it, we'll put some links in on that. Planet and, Local was that one of your options when you were we naming had, it? Uh, no. Well, no. we actually that's went a through all the options. One. Planet, I like Planet Local and I can't Super Local. Any of the options? I love Super Local. Super Local, and is I good. love the thing, the guy with cape. Although, oh, thank you. The third thing I wanted to say was, did you see The Incredibles? Yes. No capes. Oh, that's true. Remember. Remember? Yeah, no capes. And and do you know Incredibles Two is coming out June fourteenth? I'm excited that. about that because that was that was my favorite kid movie. Yeah, Incredibles. Absolutely, it was a it's a, it's a great. Do you know? Great. Did you see the Mopas as the Incredibles? I still think we have that Christmas card. So. Yeah. <laughs> like that we was were, a pretty that we, was a pretty. We, epic. we fully. You embraced it. Uh, it great. was awesome. That's great. Yeah. It was great. And I then, was Elastigirl. Yeah. Oh, well done. Of course. It's a great one. Uh, it. But it's funny, that was like when we were still watching shit on DVDs, right? Yeah, so yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Right. So you still we have... We were watching a lot of shit on DVDs. Right. And Netflix, when they would see Everything that's, in the mail. that featured Scooby-Doo, we watched on DVDs. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Live action Scooby-Doo, did you ever see that one? All of them. You really? <laughs> yeah. From the beginning until right. the... Like, there's no way I'm going in there, Scooby. <laughs> Yeah, that's not bad. Pretty good. You could play Shaggy. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. It's not too terrible. Um, I got got a question. All right. I got a a landscape architecture question. Give us your feelings about Frederick Law Olmsted. Wait, wait. Wait. Pause. Pause, please. Because I don't know who that is. Sort of the father, maybe the the grandfather of landscape architecture. Wow. Designed Central Park. 
Okay. Design the emerald necklace. Design like a bunch Google of parks this? and This no, is totally you know. unfair. My uh, my town, my hometown of Camden, Maine, had an amphitheater that was that was designed by Frederick Law. Oh, so. cool. Yeah. yeah. So did he? What, what, he also what, designed. He was just doing stuff. What like, era like, are we talking about? Like, what is this? Uh, a long time. Hundreds. Yeah, this is late eighteen hundreds. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think. Yeah, right? late 1800s. And he did Montreal in Montreal. Mm. Have you guys, you know, been up there? No, and but I remember Eleanor went up there. She was like raving about it. Oh, well, you know, I've, I've had this uh, a share of an apartment for a year, so I've been going up a lot. And and it is the cool, I mean, all his parks. He What he had was amazing vision for when you look at what Central Park was, when he what New York City was when he designed Central Park. Yeah. Like he knew how big that city was going to be. Right. Like, when he built it, it, right. it looked like it That's, was way too big and they were the gonna, little and buildings. No, and, these people are going to need this. Yes. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily feel designed at all. You Do know? you know the story on Central Park? I mean, was that land not being used? Had it been acquired? Like, did the New York Park system buy it? Like, how? Yeah. You know, I read I read the whole book and I don't remember. But it's all right. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't remember, but 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 you know, just like that, the High Line, which you're familiar yeah, the with, Line, yes, which is, a is, huge is an amazing sort of you know not a version, you know, modern version in my mind of Central Park. Because, I just I just walked it over April oh, vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it just? I mean, it's packed. It's the kid, almost the kids liked it. Yes. Well, I, I was throwing time. the football to them at the same time. <laughs> yeah. No, my kids have loved it. They, I dragged them all the time. Yeah. But, but you know the real estate values are rising. Correct. You know this is when landscape can sort of rejuvenate mm -hmm. a, a neighborhood, just like what we're talking about in Detroit. Mm -hmm. You know, you create these like urban farms. People yeah. are gonna like want to be, be there. Yeah. And I mean, it it does have this like other effect, which is like it, it raises the 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 values, which is good. But then people get pushed out you know right. gentrification so it's that it's always that struggle the high line was a cool thing in that it's it's elevated you know it's yeah. it's not it's and it was existing i know and they were going to tear it down right yeah and it's you get so much closer to the buildings I know. And it, than it, you would before right and it's you, this ribbon you know yeah. through the city and yeah you're up high and you get these amazing views down the 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 streets, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, the the, yeah. the horizontal streets. You get these awesome views. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. That it's like that's one of the coolest things, and that's being copied in you know DC mm -hmm. and all over the place right. with bridges that are sort of underused or being, yeah. you know, new bridges are being built. They're turning those in, in these parks. Yeah. Well, in Vermont, we have the Rails to Trails initiative, right? You know, that are changing right. old railroads right. into yeah. trails and. And really, like, I mean, it's a, it's a huge. Drama. And bring back Ideally, local. we would we would have them be trains that take us everywhere cheaply. Did you know that? True <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah. Did you know that? Ideally, as a quick like random Vermont trivia, Island Pond, Vermont, was originally the halfway train stop between Portland, Maine, and Montreal, and that's wow. like that's wow. How there was Island a train. Pond. To port from Portland to Montreal, that and the halfway stop was on. Oh, that's amazing! Right, because that's one of the biggest like travesties is you can go from like New York, you know, sort of straight north 
through Vermont, yeah. you know, a couple of different ways to Montreal. Yeah. But you can't get from Boston or anywhere east. Well, what's his name that was like in the JP shenanigans? Like their big thing was uh-huh. trying to create the northern interstate, right? And that was, you know. Yeah. What do you mean J- interstate? Well, they wanted to put like across like northern across, New Hampshire across to, to northern Maine and northern I, Hampshire. That does not impress me at all. Well, it. Didn't, we don't need another highway. I understand. I understand. But that was part of their vision was to connect all those resorts that they had bought with an interstate uh, and to right. Montreal. But right. then the pyramid scheme fell. And, you know, that's a topic for another podcast. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Um, Indeed. Well, Meg, thank you very much. I think we've, I think we've successfully... <laughs> were you nervous? Great. No. See, it was easy. The B-72 really <laughs> I know, but I thought that was really interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm psyched to edit and re-listen to it and see how it goes. But uh, you thank edit? You. Well, not really. <laughs> but I tell people that way. Okay. Have to worry about. Okay. Um, but thank you very much. Thank That's you. Awesome.